Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What is up, everybody? Project Itachi here. Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. So we took a break last week. Uh, but as always, we are back with a jam-packed episode for all of you. But before we get into it, we definitely want to give a huge shout out to our Patreons this week. Cindy Lou, Charlie, Trent Hollinger, Sailor Lion, Anna Gittins and Boogie Jim, as always, thank you so much for being a Patreon. And if you guys love our episodes, love the GZ Chop Shop, Gamma Games, and everything that we do, you can check us out at GammaGames.com or go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Gamma Games, and uh, you get some uh, amazing perks. You get to catch some behind the scenes, get the episodes early, ad free, and a whole bunch of other amazing things. So make sure to go and check that out. Now, what are we going to get into this week? Well, we're going to cover Apple, Fortnite, uh, Warner, don't know why you put this on the list, <laughs> <laughs> Halo, and the Game Award nominations coming up on December 9th for this year. So a fully jam-packed episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, before we start, I, I, had a, an, I had an encounter that I'd like to share that just it just made me feel old. OK, um, I was at the vape shop. I know I said I was quitting. OK, judge me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. People. Work in progress. Uh-huh. Work in progress. OK. Um, and uh, I had my uh, My Hero Academia shirt on, which I'm hesitant to wear in public now because there's so much. Uh, I uh, w- w- what's the word I'm looking for? There's so much uh, not controversy, just just feelings there's feelings in the air right now in the in the mha universe uh because it of all the fandoms right now they're kind of the most toxic uh but i'm a fan yeah. of the manga i started reading the the or the manga i started reading the manga uh and then you know catching up and i love the show i love the story i'm just a fan i just enjoy it as it is i'm not crazy so i'm at this vape shop and this uh guy i i I, at first i kind of pinned him about 20 um he notices my shirt he's like oh man you watch anime like it's a huge like and and mind you i didn't shave i shaved today this is before i shaved i had a huge beard like a huge beard there was gray in my beard so i'm thinking this guy this young younger 20 year old looking guy saw an older guy uh what and thought wow this guy watches anime (laughs) who knew right (laughs) i thought it was just a young young person's thing 
So I was like, yeah, I, I love anime. I, I've been watching anime for a long, for a really long time. And he's like, have you ever seen Naruto? Bro. <laughs> so he starts getting into uh, Naruto and, and the characters and stuff and asking me questions. The questions and the, the way he was presenting questions to me were on par. And I, maybe Kara can relate to this. Uh, we're on par to how a, a guy might talk to a woman, Ooh. assuming Ooh. He, she knows nothing about the said so sport. So he like mansplained it to you. He, I was about to say that he, he it was like he was mansplaining the anime to me to a man. And I'm sitting here like just blank face, just like, listening to this. Like guy. I've never seen Naruto, but that I even know like that is one of the staple animes. Like it's I've one just of those... never seen it because like it's way too long, but even I know that is like a staple anime, right? And anime has been around since the eighties. Uh, Gundam really pushed anime uh, and, into what it would eventually become Gun- Gundam Wing, and it branched out. And then the, the nineties hit with Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and Digimon, Yu Gi Oh, into the Moon. Sailor Moon, into the late nineties, early two thousands, and Naruto blew up. So you're absolutely right. Uh, and Naruto was a huge uh, uh, following Dragon Ball Z. Naruto kind of was like that connecting point for for the 90s anime into the, the early 2000s. Um, so he's sitting here basically mansplaining anime to me. And uh, I kind of cut him off and I'm like, yeah, I've been watching anime since I was like, I don't know, probably before you were born. And he looks at me and he goes, how old are you? <laughs> Just like that. And I'm like, and I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> you kind of set yourself up, though, with what this you said. This motherfucker. So, so he goes, how old are you? I was like, 33. And he goes, you're 11 years older than me. And I was like, yeah. And I've been watching anime since I was like eight. So uh, I've been watching anime since Dragon Ball was kind of like fresh. Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball. And uh, he's just like looked at me in awe like I was some kind of like ancient <laughs> relic, seventh, seventh wonder of the world, like oh people older than their 30s watch anime. So, I, yeah, it was just uh, he's like, cool, man. Cool, bro. That's real cool. Awesome. And, and anyway, that, I mean, that's the extent of the story. But I was just like, I just want to share that brief encounter with you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I've been watching anime before you were born. I can't believe those words could come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting it's, mansplained it only gets worse anime, from here, buddy. It only gets worse from here. Getting mm-hmm. mansplained anime by some guy, and then I'm just like, dude, I'm, okay, I've been watching anime before you were born. I already know this. Like, so I, I just want to point out, ladies, see, don't take it to heart when we mansplain things. We mansplain to each other. <laughs> Try to mansplain, mansplain me. is gender neutral. I should have looked right at him like, I'm the definition of youth. I'm <laughs> just oh straight might guide him. Oh my God. Don't wear any Gamma Games attire, where you don't want them to backtrack. <laughs> I, <laughs> if you I did that. Shop, shop on. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it, guys. Uh, so the- I, I did have, I do have that one thing heavy I, before the show. I said I was going to drop a bomb. Right, you, right, yeah. For you, Warriors. Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah. So, it came to my attention, actually, as of today, Activision Blizzard employees walk out demand CEO 
Bobby Kotick resign? Yep. On what grounds? What changed? So to, basically, to, in, to summarize, and if you guys want the full article, you can check, catch it on the Wall Street Journal, which had a scathing. <laughs> when I say scathing, it was a four page. I read at least three and a half of the pages of this report. <laughs> like the last the last half page, you're like, all right, I fucking I get like, it. Okay, we get it. The, 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 the man is grimy, but holy shit. Um, so apparently... In a nutshell, to summarize, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick knew for years about sexual misconduct allegations at Activision. For years. We're talking like way back before the investigations even started. He's known about it. Ew. And even before when there were complaints brought up for certain people to be resigned or let go, it is said in the Wall Street Journal that he intervened to keep these set accused on the payroll and employed. Now, like I said, it is a four page article. You kind of got to read this for yourself, but it, it, it really breaks down. Um, I guess you could say like the griminess and how far back this goes. Now, the only thing is, and I, I, I just want to say, this is just me thinking on the, outside of the obvious box that's that Activision has put themselves in here. <clears throat> One of the spokesperson for Activision did bring up a valid point, And I, I had to think of it from a business standpoint as a CEO, you're not always involved in the hiring process. Um, <clears throat> once you reach a certain point, that's beyond you, except for like, I guess you could say like high up on the food chain, like someone that works directly for you, you might have an involvement in that hiring process. But once you grow to the juggernaut size that they did, it kind of goes to, to someone, you know, below you, they handle it. So the spokesperson was basically saying there's no way for him to have known everything that was going on across all of the branches of Activision everywhere, which I must agree. Yeah. That seems like a big, a big ask of a, of a CEO to know every individual thing that's going on at all of the corporations. There's only, but so much you can be, you know, made privy to. However, it, the wall street journal also points out <laughs> that they used to have functions. And I guess this is where the frat mentality came out, where it was pretty much normal practice to have like parties and business gatherings at like, strip clubs <laughs> and like have like strippers come to like these business parties. So like this atmosphere was like already established way back in the early two thousands, uh, you know, when Activision was up on the rise. Now, once again, like I said, I'm not cutting the, this, this guy, any, any leeway here, but I do have to wonder and this comes back to a conversation we had well before. Now they're coming for the CEO. Um, mind you, this man is what made helped make Activision successful. He's increased its value to oh, I think like over a hundred. Yeah. So thanks to him, the company's market value has risen to about fifty-four billion. From 14 billion over a decade ago. 
under his leadership. Mind you, he bought Activision on the verge of bankruptcy for $400,000 with some help from um, Steve Jobs and a couple of investors and stuff. So he turned a going bankrupt $400,000 company into a $54 billion company under his, under his leadership, under his guidance. I can't help but sometimes wonder if everything is coming to a head like this, not because I will say, I think I will always think it's probably a 50, 50. Um, because with, a, with all that, that juice just floating around, all that money juice just floating around. I can't help but wonder sometimes if there's a, a more devious operation at play under this very obvious and very serious uh, situation because another thing that that was highlighted and I really, I'm like, why is nobody talking about this stated throughout the article kind of just like glazed over. There's several times that they said accusers were settled with out of court. And then that was the end of it. So it's like these people got a, they got a check, you know, they, they, they dealt with these issues. They dealt with sexual assault. They dealt with harassment. Sometimes it even comes up in an article of occasions of rape. And then several of these accusers, it says they were, given settlements outside of court. So that means they got an, you know, a check and that's that. So I'm thinking, no, if this is such a settlements were, have already been made. They've already been made. They they're saying like, so there's no more lawsuits. One of them was saying that, you know, they, they, they made a settlement, uh, out of court and that was it. Um, but the what's really got uh, Kodak in trouble is he didn't inform the company's board of directors about the alleged rapes or settlements. As, and this is coming from people who have knowledge of when he did w- when he did find out, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Bring That's what up. they're saying. They're saying he didn't inform the board of these things. So, like I'm saying, um, he may. I. I. I this is one of the situations we probably won't know the full truth until like 20 years from now because they're saying, Oh, he didn't inform the board and the board saying, Oh, we knew nothing about it, which I find extremely unlikely. So, so in layman's terms, a bunch of these people were just paid to keep quiet. A bunch of people were paid to keep quiet. They, they took the money, which this is where I say, and I, like I said, I know I'm walking on thin ice. I'm probably going to piss people off, but they, they should get mad because this is something that we need that needs to be addressed. If these people are just taking the money and walking away, then this only hurts the victims that actually are crying out for mm-hmm. attention. Like the woman that committed suicide. She needed help. She needed this stuff addressed. Money was not going to solve her problem. But you have these people that take the settlement, walk away, live their life. It's only hurting everyone else who the money is not enough. The money's not going to repair that emotional damage. The, the money's one, not going to repair. Yeah. The so, one that actually <clears throat> wanted justice. The ones that actually want justice. So now would you, you think, uh, I wonder like it, 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 are these, these people that are just taking the money and the, and the victims kind of being tossed to the side, uh, they're part of the problem. And, and maybe even the legal system being what it is, uh, in this situation is part of the problem because it's like you said, at the end of the day, the victims, maybe they're being heard, but they're definitely not the loudest anymore. They're not. Yeah. They're not the loudest. Things anymore. are being, it's not, it's seemingly not even the issue anymore. 
uh, as much as it's being made about the CEO, the directors, and then people just being paid off. Yeah. Because obviously people were so uh, damaged by this. Like, like you said, someone even uh, took their life. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's the entire thing is absolutely disgusting based off what, what we've seen and heard and read uh, about the situation. So who, who's asking him to step down? Is it just people that work? So it's pretty much the 200 plus employees that had a walkout. <clears throat> and they didn't take the money. These, these are separate people that yeah. have nothing to do with the settlement. Yeah. And they're saying what maybe what we're saying, like, no, uh, we want more to be done. This is not okay. Toxic work environment, sexual harassment, yep. yada, yada. Yep. Uh, more needs to be done. This is not okay. And this is the actions I feel that need to have been, that need to be taken. That's how you know it's real. Because, okay. uh, <clears throat> you know, they're not demanding. I mean, I'm not saying they're not demanding money. A lot of them are saying, you know, they've, they've come across pay discrimination and other forms of discrimination. But, well, once once one thing comes out and it's a big enough deal, like absolutely yeah, uh, mm-hmm. not not to defend or take away from anyone, but everything else is going to start coming out. All, all the truths, uh, big or small, are, are going to start coming out, which are going to add up and just make things worse. Yeah. And that's definitely what the Wall Street Journal was was diving into. But kind of like what you were saying, one thing I saw that they they focused on for a bit was definitely like numbers you know, money, like how much he was making, like right here, it says, you know, uh, uh, publicly, uh, Mr. Kodak, 58 years old is one of the highest paid chief executives of a U.S. publicly traded company with a pay package in 2020 valued at 154 million in October after the year. Um, what'd you say? He makes that per year. Uh, I, I assume that that's what it was because it says pay package. I don't understand. Like, I don't quite understand like what pay packages are. Like, I don't know if that's like a an annual thing or like they're some you know, some like a salary of, for X amount of time. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure either. But the, I mean, regardless, that's a shitload of money. That's that's a lot of money. And I mean, highest paid chief executives of a U.S. publicly traded company. That's that's saying something. But it says here that Mr. Kodak told employees he would ask the board to reduce his total annual compensation to $62,500 and that the company was implementing a zero tolerance harassment policy and ending mandatory arbitration for harassment and discrimination claims. So and it also came out that he had this voicemail where he had threatened to kill uh, an employee. Um, Wait, what? But how? Uh, but however. Wait, who, who threatened to kill an employee? Coded, the CEO threatened to kill in a voicemail, um, a former employee. And they had like this. They have this voicemail. Yes. However, he already apologized for it. Guess how long ago? But guess how long years? Has it been a few years? 16 years. Um, It doesn't matter. (laughs) We're in that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can bring something up that happened 30,000 years ago. They will still cancel it for you. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying it is the same thing, but that now I I was trying to see if I could like, if they had anywhere and this is where it brings up questions. These are questions that I think about, like I said, I'm not cutting inside, but you know how on the internet, when you do something fucked up, you do anything wrong. It is all over the internet. Mm -hmm. Whether you said it, whether you, it was, it's on a video when a celebrity loses, has a temper tantrum, that stuff is easy to find. I can't find 
that voicemail recording, which obviously people have heard. So I have to wonder if it's being taken out of context to increase the the, the magnitude of the situation. <clears throat> because think about how many times you've well, had a conversation with it's already being brought someone. up legally, it's going to... And as far as uh, legal matters go, if it's something that's being used against them, it's going to be taken down on the Internet. Like whoever's already heard it, like good luck finding it because it's probably not there anymore. But it's the Internet. Nothing is ever really gone. There's no way they could stop every subreddit. There's no way they can stop every underground post. There's no way they can stop every YouTube video. Something like that. I mean, there's still clips of when Christian Bale had a temper tantrum on set. Yeah, but that that's a little different than how what you but but how because that's considered Chris, harassment okay but christian bell didn't threaten anyone's life uh that we know you of. Never, did you not hear the recording <laughs> he was very upset but he didn't he, and i'd like to point out christian bell was actually the that first was actor that came to my mind before you said it. Th- that's verb that was verbal assault <clears throat> so but we can't defend the guy regardless like i know where you're coming from I know where you're, I get where you're coming from. Like we do, like we're in a t- day and age where you, you could have been this perfect, amazing person f- most of your life, but you made a mistake 20 years ago, whatever it was. And people find out now and, and your, your career is over and that's, that's not okay. Like that does that. That's not okay. Especially for people who are out there trying to, they have good intentions and, and they get something shitty they did a long time ago, use against them. And if this case was different, I would I'd probably be on his side. But because of all the things he he's allegedly done and all the stuff that's come to light, I have no rem- I have no like remorse for the guy. Let's see. I <clears throat> and his like, character has already been destroyed. And I know that, you know, it, as far as like uh, like if he were to go to court over these things and the jury's concerned, like. Uh, it, it'd be difficult to be on a jury, for instance, because if you already know this information and you're already uh, against him, you could not be on the jury legally because you already have a, 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 an idea of him. And it mm-hmm. technically it, it mm. I forget the I forget the legal term for it, but um, I think that's something that makes this case very difficult as well. Um, are, are what are the board members saying about this as the far board as him members are just, <clears throat> the board members just are saying they had no idea of any of this stuff are they asking him to go ahead and step down no, as well they're, they're, the board members their their whole thing is they just had no idea they're just like right now they're just staying out of they're, it they're, 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 you can picture the they're board members quiet. kind of being like we had no idea which is smart which is the smart thing to do legally yeah so they're not they're not involved <clears throat> um they've pretty much just sub, sub uh he's just been Subsubpoenaed right now as, as Jesus. So subpoenaed, man. So pretty much probably by the end of the week, he'll be he'll be gone. Um, and the thing is, Activision, you know, they're <clears throat> they're they're paying a lot of money out. Um, they're so I'm thinking and this is, I guess, if I was approaching this as your, you know, your your normal casual reader uh, straight up, I see the guys grimy. Um, but as a business owner, especially with the way, like you were just talking, how today is, how today society is, how quick people are to, you know, they might wake up one day, love you the next day. They'd be like, I, I don't like you anymore, you know, and then tear and, and real quickly tear down everything you built 
Right. And I don't, I don't take this as you defending him in any way. I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing is it's easy to take, like he's already done all these things. All these things have come to light, but now it, now it's even more so easier to take things that maybe weren't such a big deal before, but because of the day and age we live in right now, definitely everything is going to get used against him. Yeah. So the section we were talking about here, it says in 2006, one of his assistants complained that he had harassed her, including by threatening in a voicemail to have her killed, according to people familiar with the matter. He settled the matter out of court. The people said the Activision spokeswoman said Mr. Cody quickly apologized 16 years ago for the obviously hyperbolic and inappropriate voicemail. And he deeply regrets the exaggeration and tone in his voice mail to this to this day. I can think of, like I said, not defending. This is kind of an off tangent. I can think of a million things that could have been causing that that conversation because, you know, everyone's going to look at it like, oh, that's just that's just wrong. That's just grimy. That's blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> but I guess you could say, imagine being in charge of a billion dollar industry, probably on the up and up and say your assistant screwed <laughs> screwed up something that might have cost you millions of dollars a, a minor error they're your assistant you know they're supposed to be handling these things for you and they cause this error that could make or break your business and like i'm saying i'm not saying that you know their approaches that the, their whole approach to this was was right or wrong but i can't help but feel that in some of these cases, things were taken extremely out of context. But we know that's always going to happen. Yeah. Like that's and it just, it, always going to be a thing where people are going to take things and make it sound, you know, much worse in a sense, just to get more breeds, get more people talking about it. Yeah. Man, what a, just the whole thing. What a mess, man, for Activision. And, you know, I, it's definitely going to affect games. Um, it, it already gonna, is. It, it's it's going to yeah. It's it's already affecting people. Wonder like why why is Overwatch two taking so long? This is a Clearly. huge problem right here. <laughs> Clearly, there's so much going on this past several months. How long has it been since this like really kicked off? About four or five months since it actually started affecting started the company. Up. Yeah. Like legally started affecting the company. Yeah. Um, so. And yeah, ex- spend so expect much games, too. expect games to take longer to, to come out. It, some of them might even get shelved for all we know. I mean, we don't know how long this is going to take, how much damage this is going to do to the company. It might dissolve the company because uh, Ms. O'Neill has already stepped down. So remember when they were talking about splitting the leading position between two people? Right. Ms. O'Neill was one of the people. She's already stepped down like She's literally after a month of taking the position, she already quit. She she probably saw the chaos and, and it's probably different. That's exactly hearing and, and, and being told about it. And then you step into the position and see the mess for what it is. Mm. And then think to yourself, wow, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. I don't want to find myself uh, being blamed for anything when I just got here and I'm just trying to help or do my job. Right. You, so she, says, she, right. She doesn't want like 10, 15 years down the road, her name to be dragged because of something that happened because she was in X, Y, Z position. Yeah. I, I don't blame her at all. 
So it says Ms. O'Neill said in uh, in the email she had been sexually harassed earlier in her career at Activision and that she was paid less than her male counterpart at the helm of Blizzard and wanted to discuss her re- resignation. I have been tokenized, marginalized, and discriminated against, uh, wrote Ms. O'Neill, who is Asian-American and gay. She described a party for an Activision development studio she attended where Mr. Kodak around 2007 in which scantily clad women danced on stripper poles at the same party, a DJ encouraged female attendees to drink more. So then the men could, would have a better time according to another person who was present. Oh, ew. Yeah. What a just, Oh my God. That, so I, I have you know, to I wonder haven't seen one any more of this thing in the news, by the way, like I haven't, like I've seen bits and pieces, but I think it's interesting how little of this I've seen in, in the media, like the news media. I could probably tell you why. Uh, if this hits news media, it's going to affect not just Activision shares, but the gaming market as a whole. Because you have to think of how many parents who might, who pretty much, I guess you could say use, they, they get games for their kids, but don't really pay attention. They're mm. just like, oh my, you know, my kid plays Fortnite, my kid plays this. How many people are going to think Activision has something to do with Fortnite? Activision has something to do. As far as they'll be concerned, it'll bring back that era of video games cause violence, but now it'll be visual games causes you to become a sexual offender. So they're probably keeping it suppressed because the video game market overall is the only market that is not suffering. Oh, the, the media is not one to keep anything su- suppressed. So if we were to Unless speculate, paid. I was, I was going to say, I, I, if we were going to speculate that, X company or X amount of companies were like, okay, let's keep this on the down low. Yeah. The, it's, it's available all over the internet on, on plenty of news medias. Uh, but also the I news medias would be hurting themselves to put this out publicly because they're present at these esports conventions and stuff themselves. And that, yeah. And that's true that you, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot yeah. when it comes to being yes. invited uh, to cover something because, because the, 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 the pay that everyone, like the money that everyone receives from this goes both ways. Yep. Um, yeah, man, what a mess. So there's definitely going to be some, some ripple effects. Uh, I feel I would love to break that down probably in another episode. I just want to be clear, everyone who, you know, listening in, we're not, I'm not defending any of it. I'm just thinking, I just like to think of things, outside of the normal thought process that everyone approaches it with, especially with sensitive topics like this, there's a pretty straightforward way people think about it. You know, well, it, it's easy to just kind of unintentionally jump on that bandwagon of, yeah. of receiving so much negative information, regardless of how true it is. And then, you know, jumping on that bandwagon and going, yeah, screw them. Yeah. Uh, so. so it is always smart to try to stay, uh, kind of to the side and, and look at everything from different points of views uh, for what it is. Um, but yeah, that uh, I, I would not put all the blame on that one guy. I, he definitely seemed, obviously he's grimy and did, did some pretty crappy things. Yeah. Um, but the company as a whole, and this is just Activision blizzard. Yeah. Like God knows how many other companies out there, uh, are having or have had similar issues. And I have a, I have my own personal theory on what probably created these, I guess you could say frat boy development studios, but 
like I said, that could be like an uh, after that, dark one because that's uh, going to hurt some feelings yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we, that could be a bonus episode. That'll where, be a bonus uh, episode because I got my theory on what created that and why now it's a it's a big problem. That's that's crazy. Every time we think we're done with the subject of Activision Blizzard and their lawsuits, it, it, something else emerges. But you they know, that's back. why we're here, people. We we just we 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 see it, we get the information, we research it, and then we bring yeah. it to you. So yeah, God, if you what guys a, want the if you guys want the article, I will try to put a link to the Wall Street Journal. Like I said, it's a four page article, but a very, a very informative and a very good read. Um, and it really pretty much uh, highlights a lot of the things that have been happening in this big, big industry. So get that heavy hitter out of the way and moving on. Uh, so. Warners was actually the one who brought us this amazing lineup this week for this week's episode. So thank you very much for doing that. Uh, I was away on a mini vacation um, for a couple days. So thank you for for setting that up for us, buddy. Um, So take it away. What do you got for us? Uh, first, before I, I, I get into this, I, I do want to say that this, the the topics that I, uh, I, I, I lined up for us uh, were absolutely brought uh, brought up to me by again sailor lion um huge shout out to him um because uh, again yeah ap- absolutely thank you sailor always uh, he, he's our residential news guy are we we're gonna have to start paying this guy i swear uh <laughs> you heard it here but uh you know we we do so much between developing a game and edits and and all the content we put out uh, the podcast, it's hard for us to keep up with everything. So, you know, I sailor line again, we really appreciate you, uh, getting that information out to us. So the, the first thing, uh, here, which man, I have so many feelings on, uh, basically, uh, Apple is, uh, they're back in June, they announced a service where they're going to, uh, everyone, okay. Everyone's uh, familiar with, uh, Apple, the Apple wallet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the sole purpose of it really is to give people a reason not to leave them and, and go to Android. Uh, it's simple. It's easy to use. It doesn't generate a lot of revenue for them, but it is growing and it is something people are starting to use more and more and more. Well, back in June, they announced wanting to. Uh, wanting to incorporate. Uh, identification cards into this wallet to where uh, you no longer had to have an actual driver's license uh, issued to you. It would be issued to you digitally. Um, You would not have to, you would not, you know, you get pulled over for instance uh, and you can just pull out your iPhone, open your wallet and and give it to the officer and they would see your your information and they'd be like, okay, cool. Um, And they'd use whatever, you know, uh, technology they, they'd have at their disposal if they needed to uh, to verify it um, just like they would if they wanted to scan the back of your uh, physical ID card driver's license um, and the idea of that sounds it sounds cool right less stuff to walk around uh, but here's the problem Apple is making the US states that are participating in this and right now there's just four uh, I think it's uh, let's see it's, uh, it's like Arizona I think Arizona, Georgia, Kentucky, of course, Georgia, uh, and one other, I, I can't, 
is a huge article. I'm not even going to look for it. Uh, but there's four states right now, and there's a, a few other that are in uh, works with Apple. Uh, so Apple's making U.S. states foot part of the bill and provide the customer support for its plan to turn iPhones into digital ID cards. The company requires states to foot the bill, to, to pay for the services, to maintain the systems needed to issue service credential, hire project managers uh, to respond to Apple inquiries, prominently market the new feature and push for its adoption with other government agencies, all at the taxpayer's expense. Mind you, it's the taxpayer. It's coming out of taxpayers dollars to fund this operation, to incorporate this, the, this stuff into your phone, to run this as a state when approximately only half the population has an iPhone. So the other half doesn't even have access to these services yet. Their tax dollars are still going to this for the Apple users. That's, um, that's what my one after reading the article, my, my one question is my one question was, what does that mean for the Android users or any, you know, anybody it, else? It, it, exactly. It means their tax dollars are just being for that. It's just going to something, uh, a thing that they're not even using. And Something in this article, and by the way, people, this article is, uh, this particular article is from the CNBC website, uh, uh, which uh, is posted in our Discord as well under our news uh, article section. Um, the move has brought questions from industry observers about why local authorities are ceding control of citizens' identities to a $2.46 trillion private corporation. Beyond that, the integration of, of identity into powerful mobile devices has drawn concern from privacy experts about the risk of dystopian scenarios involving surveillance or surveillance. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that is just, that is wild. So <clears throat> they, Apple has complete control over this and the, in the contracts, and you can go online and read this, like they, they give you access to read, and I'm sure it's cherry picked uh, parts of the uh, contracts uh, that were signed. And Apple has sole discretion for key aspects of the program, including what what type of devices will be compatible with the IDs, how states are required to report on performance of the effort, and when the program is launched, according to documents. Apple even gets to review and approve the marketing that states are required to do. Required to do. The dynamic is similar to the way Apple typically deals with vendors, although instead of getting paid by Apple, the states have to shoulder the financial burden. And there's there's one more thing in here I wanted to quote that I, I really liked, if I can find it. Uh, here it is. Apple has a history of leveraging its dominant position in phone hardware and software software to preference its own offerings and exact a toll from third parties using its platform. I couldn't agree more. So <clears throat> this is a perfect example of if you do something, do it well. If, if you're good at something, make money off of it. Apple is solidifying their position, strongly solidifying their position in our technologically advancing world. They, they might be a greedy juggernaut, <clears throat> But they're a smart, greedy juggernaut because if by doing this, they're 
putting their competition, they're, they're placing their competition in a very tight corner. <clears throat> because like you said, 50% of the population has Apple, right? Now, that may seem like that's only half. However, when you break it down by Android is a software type, but how many different brands mm-hmm. use Android? So when you break down that demographic, that other 50% of Android users becomes a lot smaller. However, across the board, that 50% of Apple users, that's just unanimous. That's just straight up. That's a huge population. Well, you so, know, and, and, and my, my biggest question is, I, I agree, you know, from the article, why is it that a 2.46, a, a two and a half trillion dollar company can't foot the bill? If they want this service to be integrated so bad for their own benefit, why can't they foot the bill? Because they want to benefit without costs being implemented. That's one. They want to gain without having to contribute. That, that's one. And I'll play devil's advocate here. <clears throat> I will say, even though I don't like how they're going about it, from a business standpoint and the way business, modern business is, it's smart that they're doing that. Because they're bringing something that is convenient that right now people, this is a case of people not realize, not wanting it until they realize they want it. Right now, no one's asking for it. But the minute it's implemented, people are going to want it. Less for them to carry. They can literally get to the point of just pick up your phone and go. And you've got everything you need. All your money, all your identification, no looking in all your pockets, no loading up your pocketbooks. So it'll become, it'll go from no one asking to everyone wanting. By having the states foot the bill, they can now keep all of that pressure off of them. So anything they need, anything that is required to help this run, the states aren't going to be able to go and just say, oh, well, you take care of it. So when things fall apart, if things fall apart, it's not all on Apple because it's kind of like think of it like paying your electric bill. The electricity, the electric company provides you electricity. You pay your bill to keep that electricity. When you stop paying your electricity, what does the electric bill do? What does the electric company do? They turn off your power. It, so, yeah, uh, Itachi, uh, if, if I can, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, you bringing that up, I'm going to quote directly from, from this article here. Importantly, in its contract, in, in the, speaking of the contract between Apple and, and the states, the four states that are implementing this. Importantly, in its contract, Apple shifts responsibility for confirming the authenticity of identities onto states. Apple shall not be liable for any verification results. And agency acknowledges that all verification results are provided as is capitalized and without any warranty express implied or otherwise regarding its accuracy performance. There you go. I told you from a business perspective, (laughs) I told you that's just business. Why it is beyond me. Why any government entity would give a literally give up a hundred percent of, of their, I guess their ability to control something to an uh, independent no. tech company. But they're not. But they're they not. They are. They well, are. To, to what we're being fed, it seems okay. that way. If you think that 
sure. Apple doesn't have government contracts elsewhere, then you are sorely I mistaken. I, I, yeah, I, I don't doubt that. But so I'm going to paint a picture is, for you probably 15 years down the line that maybe the government and Apple is hoping will happen. They implement this convenient feature. They patent this convenient feature. They prevent Android across the globe from copying this for however long they can, long enough for this plan to implement. Android users slowly convert to Apple. Just do the convenience. They go to the store. They're with their friends. They're still digging in their wallet to pull out their stuff. Their Apple friend just taps and goes. And then it's like, yo, dude, just get yourself an Apple. Oh, I don't want it. Eventually, peer pressure takes over. More Android users convert to Apple. Apple starts taking over. That 50% becomes 60, 70, 80, 90. Now everyone starts getting their IDs digitally handed to them. Boop, boop, boop. It's like a factory process. Boop, 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 boop. Now we're all popping up on the grid. The states happily pay for it because guess what? They're not paying for it. We're paying for it. Like you said, the tax dollars are paying for it. Now we are paying the state to give this one company the information. Now instead of the government having to go, okay, this person's on Android and this person's on Apple. It's like, yo, why don't we just have them pay to put it all in one spot? And then whenever we need this information, we can just go to it. Easy day. (laughs) So we are, we are, we're paying to give up our freedom right now. That's and there's nothing remember, we can do about it. You remember back when we were in Japan and uh, it was, it was right when maybe right before the iPhone three G dropped. And uh, I don't know about you, but I had a phone that I bought in Japan and it, it was I a kind of phone. Uh, you open it up, you turn it sideways. You can watch TV on it. It, had, it was, it was almost a smartphone, but not quite. And it had a like, and then the i the iPhone three G dropped, and everyone was, and I got into it. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I thought it was so cool and innovative, and I was like, oh my god, like it was mind blowing to me. And over the years, even when I got out of the Navy, uh, I I continue to to uh, even to this day love technology. And this past year and a half that I've been with you on this podcast, and and I've learned so much about the tech world, the gaming world, just, just all kinds, every aspect of the things that we love so much in this world. And it just makes me think of that saying that ignorance is bliss because the more <laughs> I've learned and come to understand about the workings and the things that go on behind the scenes that, that people don't really talk about, the more terrified I am of, of what, you know, the government and these tech companies are truly capable of and what they might already be doing, especially in, in recent events with Facebook coming out with mm-hmm. all, all their issues about, uh, you, you know, not just not the meta thing, but, you know, the whistleblowers and algorithms and the, the hate and yeah. misinformation. Literally um, things taking, that, taking that we've data. talked about being proven. Right. Things that we've talked about in the past that we talked about, we, we didn't want to be true. And then they ended up being true. Um, and it's just it. God, man, it, it, I have such a love hate relationship uh, with with my technology now. The cost of convenience is your freedom. 
So well, you know, it makes me Singapore has a, a, a thing. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Singapore is very open about this. Their government and, and the people are very transparent about this, that pretty much everything is legal there. Uh, I'm not saying I support this or I'm just saying that this is just how it is. The government has video cameras everywhere, up and down streets, across buildings. They sur- they, they, they do so much surveillance on their on their people. Equally, the people there are, are in, in some ways more free than we are in terms of what they can do and what is allowed and what's legal there. Um, and yet people there seem to be very happy and OK with it. So I, I just think about stuff like that, like, are we going to get to a place like that or, is, or are people going to come to realize um, what's going on? And as people get more informed and information gets out about what's really going on with some of these companies and, and, and contracts and are people going to say no, like at all and, and revolt in, in a sense. I have a thought on that, but I want to hear what Kara had to say. So as someone who read the article, who honestly did not understand most of it, as it had a lot of big words and my brain does not comprehend all the time. Why? Why do we need this? Other than the fact that it's you don't have to carry your wallet around, blah, blah, blah. Why do we need that? Like genuinely. I will say we don't need it. Um, it's it's strictly a move by Apple. Is it is it just another it's a push by? Is it literally just another? Ooh, look, shiny move. Like no, it's, a, it's an it's not. It's it's. I don't think a, it is. I think I do think it's a. I think it's a strategic move by Apple. It's definitely a strategic move. <clears throat> but as a consumer, and it's a it's more of a ooh look shiny new it's a, exactly. Let it's me a, ooh, let look, me shiny, do this easy, uh, and. To be to be fair, I'm guessing they're gauging how many times people I'm pretty sure they can track from your ID how many times you use Apple Wallet. And I'm guessing they're basing this off of especially now. <clears throat> think about here's a good example. How many times have you had to send in a picture of your identification when you're applying for something online? We need a picture of your ID front and back. And you're like, okay, crap. All right, let me get my ID out. Now I got to take this good picture, four corners. Usually when you apply for like a government job or you're going for a loan, some of the times stuff like that, they'll ask for like a picture of your ID. Send it as a JPEG file, blah, 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 blah. This would remove the need for that. And a lot of places want ID, you know, verification. In other places, it would probably speed up processes that usually take, take time uh, like the DMV, like the DMV. It was, they, they might have an app rollout where you could just apply for your driver's license. Uh, if you need to take a picture, you can just take it with your phone maybe. And it'll X amount of time will go by maybe to verify yeah. you are who you are. Based the whole DMV process pictures. Yeah, I, I don't know. On the phone. I, I don't, I don't know, but it's, I, I definitely see the, the uh, convenience there and, you know, nobody wants to go to the DMV. It's one less step. That's, mm. That would definitely make things a lot easier. Um, but that's not what what it's being sold on. That's not how they're promoting it. Right. Maybe that's how they'll promote it. And maybe that's what they mean by Apple um, uh, in the contract, leaving it up to the states 
to promote it and market it in a specific way like they want the states to do, um, maybe that's something that they'll do. They'll promote it in, in that way. But uh, so far, the information that you know they've put out in the articles I've read, that's not what's being that's not how it's being promoted here. It's being promoted in my point of view as a strategic uh, way for Apple to control more and gain more money without having to lose any money. And which it's in this case, it's a double-edged sword because it's not making big headline news and all that right now. Right. However, the information is out there. Apple is already doing the foundation of CYA cover your ass. So millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom. Like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Apple is putting this information out there. It is obviously available to us. We're currently discussing it. So down the road, when the masses finally realize what was happening, Apple can go, hold on, 15 years ago, we said that. There's no secret. We gave you the information. It was made available to you. Whether you read it or not and interpreted it how it was meant to be, that's on you. But we told you, we, we, we gave you a heads up. This is what was going down. And that's what's happening right now. So only people who are, you know, keeping up with it, listening to this podcast. Thank you, by the way. (laughs) And paying attention are going to know that this is happening because I'm sure there's some legal jargon somewhere that says these companies have to put it out, you know, A, B, C, D, this is what you're doing. So they're doing it, but they know nobody reads how many times. Perfect example. When's the last time you read a terms and condition cover to cover? Never. Ever. Warners. Never. Same. And South Park literally made a joke about it, but it's a real thing because how do you know in your terms and conditions that they didn't say what we may potentially do in the future? Because if you do read it, it does say in terms and conditions on a lot of products You give us the right to do X, Y, Z with your information. Most people just pay attention to make sure it says we won't sell it. Apple's not selling it. They're technically buying it. And they're just not giving that information to anyone else. But every time you check those terms and conditions, we may have been subconsciously marching towards this with every check in the box we hit. And if you go back and read and it's like, man, Apple can do this. Apple can do that. Apple, But you already signed it. We've already signed it. <laughs> and we agreed to it. 
So now we've just become more aware, but it's already too late because I'm pretty sure that this was in all these updates that they do. We probably already checked that box. We probably checked that box years ago for this. Yeah. Which is why the government is not intervening, because if you think about it, you would think that on a scale of this, the government would intervene, correct? And say, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You're privately owned. This is an invasion of privacy. However, if Apple can go to them and say, yeah, but everyone signed our terms and conditions saying we have the right to do this. As long as they're on our product, they signed it. It's here in fine print. If they didn't read it, that's on them. But they signed it. Then the government's like, well, well, okay, go. Okay. You signed it. You got the proof. Cool. So you're absolutely right. I mean, this has probably been a long time tech world today. It's like if it's not one thing, it's it's, if it's not grimy CEOs and 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 people and and just (laughs) taking advantage of people. It's tech. It's tech companies trying to rule the planet. Fuck. Yep. So I'm telling you, I know it's a pain, but slowly start to learn to read your terms and conditions more. Because there's actually, there's actually, I've, I've scrolled sometimes. And then what, 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 let me stop you there, Tachi. What, and then what, you don't agree. Okay. I don't agree. Or you don't check the box. Then you don't get the update. But we don't your phone know. stops working. You don't know. We don't st- know. We don't know. Nobody you ever come checks back to me. I don't agree. You come <laughs> back to me when you don't check that box and click, I don't agree. And tell me if your phone doesn't just shut <laughs> off and you lose service. You're just but like, you no. Know, can't use it no more. Wait. Apple's like, you don't agree. I don't want you. Fuck you. But think about it. It's like it might the number be the you're same trying thing. to call is not the, <laughs> the number you have gonna... dialed is no longer in service. <laughs> but think about like with the Jesus. when Apple started doing the asking you, do you want this app to track for ads? And everyone started saying no. Because for them, those ads were inconvenient. They weren't thinking Hey, you're helping remove competition. You're, 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 you're suffocating small business because they can't advertise to you now. They, Ad- they thought on the terms of being tracked and that, but, exactly. but really it was, it was the opposite. It was the opposite. It had nothing to do with that. No. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure on some level it did, but ultimately it was, but that's it was how about Apple sold it. Hey, we're protecting right. your privacy from all these other companies that are getting into your information. No, there's algorithms designed these I didn't people, even think about it like that yeah, until you just they were just oh like, I don't like ads. Apple's got my back. Click. No. So now you've cut off small businesses from finding you. So now you still get ads, but only from Apple partners who are paying them. Dude, you can't make this shit up. It, you know, uh, if 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 I didn't if I wasn't as well versed in, in these things as I, I as I am now. And I was a third party, right? And I was listening to this show for the first time. And this was the episode I listened to. I would think we were talking about conspiracy theories. <laughs> that we were just talking about, you know, tinfoil hat. But this is real shit. This is real shit. It's, I, I, I just. It's real. I, will, I will put this in a small box for you. Real Jesus. quick. No, oh, I will this. It, it's too late. My head hurts. For, for anyone who goes, no, this is too far fetched. If it's too far-fetched, why the hell are terms and conditions, even for video games, so damn long? Back for Blood is right there. I'm going to tell you the audio thing. They made it very clear on Back for Blood, whether or not 
you wanted to opt in to allow in-game chat so that they could monitor the things you say. The fact that they even said that, and that's just, that's, you know, you're talking about video. It's not just, you know, tech companies, it's gaming too. And it's mm-hmm. starting to be implemented. And I, I mean, I guess at least they were fucking honest about it. Yeah. Because they know most people, they just want to get to the game. So they'll just click. Yes, 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 yes. I read the whole thing. <laughs> I read the whole thing. And I was like, no, no, no. And I every don't time want- in that game, I hear somebody talking through in-game chat. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like I get in this time and in, in, like in, in the times we live in, like I'm sure some satellite can pinpoint where I'm at. I got GPS on my phone. I could be found relatively easy, but that doesn't mean that if I see something that I can opt out of and not be, I don't know, recorded while I'm trying to just casually play a game that I'm, I'm not going to opt out. How many like, people you think still don't realize Amazon sidewalk is a thing and wondering how come their movies are downloading just a little bit slower than they're used to. And we talked about that several months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling and, you, and again, that sounds like a, another conspiracy theory, <laughs> but it is a hundred percent true. Yeah. And it actually is, is happening. Yeah. And, and none of these things, maybe there's a local news channel somewhere in the country that picks it up here and there, but not once I, I watch the news. I don't, I don't watch it from like a political standpoint, but I, I turn the news on here and there and I I see what's going on around the world. Um, I try to stay informed. I get informed quotation marks. Um, but you know, I, I not once have I ever heard about any of this stuff go down in the news. And some of this stuff is huge. It's, and, you know, again, back to the Blizzard Activision thing. Why is that not in the news? This Apple contract thing with the states, I, that won't be in the news until. Doubt. Like uh, fully. Until it's. And yeah, until it's ready to go and states want to what? Promote and market it according to the Apple contract. Yeah. Then Once- it'll get promoted mm-hmm. once at least 20 states are probably on board about <clears throat> maybe 10 once once i guess you could say the majority iphone states are on board think of it like the the, the uh, political thing once they get their apple positive states dude i don't care this is some black mirror shit think about that's why black mirror probably came out it's trying to wake people up if no one's ever watched Black Mirror on Netflix, I highly recommend it. It's basically a, a modern day version of the Twilight Zone. And a lot of it, for the most part, has to do with uh, kind of creepy, almost paranormal. Some of it truly paranormal uh, uh, things uh, that happen with technology the dark and side us. Of technology. The, dark, the dark side of technology. And some of it's pretty thought provoking. I, I say paranormal. Uh, some of it is, but a lot of it isn't so far fetched. I, hi- I highly recommend that show for, for people because uh, this is starting to sound like this is some black this is a, this shit, is a rabbit man. hole conversation. So I'm going to pull this out oh my and God. we're going to move on to, uh, to, to the last couple of topics. Cause that, that, ent- uh, that, that entire article made my head hurt. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So <laughs> just be ready. Apple phone users. It's uh it's coming. It, 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 you know what? I, I feel like, when you're in a relationship, a new relationship and someone just drops like a huge piece of baggage on you uh, from their past, you know, and you're like, I don't know what to do with that. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm like, uh, do I still like this person? I don't know what I need some time to think. Like, that's how I feel about Apple right now. 
we're, we're going to approach the point where I need it's some just space Apple, Apple to think. This is going to be Apple phones in the future. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and moving on. All right. Um, Hitachi's hesitant. Hitachi's hesitant about this topic. Anime and Fortnite. Yeah, that thing. Uh, <laughs> for y'all that don't know, uh, uh, as far as Fortnite goes, Itachi is your enemy. If you like Fortnite, Itachi is your enemy. <laughs> Epic, Fortnite. I see what you did. <laughs> you obviously Fortnite. listened to the show. <laughs> and you heard how I felt about your game. You you realize I didn't cut you any slack. So you went out of your way to add one of my favorite animes to your atrocity. Oh my God. <laughs> this is how I know you listen to the show because you had how many years to do that? And you never did it. And then four in the Discord had the audacity to post that picture of a Kakashi on a pinata. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, In man. Fortnite. Epic. Yeah. I here. wonder I wonder if that that young young guy that that brought up Naruto to me today. I wonder if he plays Fortnite. Uh, automatic enemy. So, Carrie, you try to find the picture. I yeah, I went and looked at it. <laughs> so, it's, it's, a tra- it's a travesty. So, uh, I actually knew nothing about this, and I was on Twitter today, and I saw someone had, was talking about it and had put a video of you know the the lobby screen and shit like that. And I and they had the the Naruto characters and I was like, they look really bad. I don't think they look good at all. The the whole point of this topic, guys, is not to, to bring up any newsworthy thing. It's to just put out there how upsetting this is and how we. uh, Why is it all of a sudden? All of a sudden, certain certain games, certain uh, tech companies, certain uh, developers and people all of a sudden want to dip their fingers into anime. F- even five years ago, no one like there because was a, it's a becoming popular anime. It, and, yeah, it's becoming popular, becoming popular, popular. Yeah. mainstream <clears throat> popular. And now all of a sudden anime is cool. Where the hell were all of y'all at even five years ago, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. When I when I was like, yeah, I watch anime. And if I said that, if I said out loud, I, I watch anime, y'all stop talking to me. I miss those days because I love it when y'all <laughs> stop talking to me. When I was at work and someone's like, rrr, 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 to f- talking my Just fucking ear off about stu- how you watch the Housewives of whoever gives a housewives shit. Housewives of and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I watch uh, anime. You know, it has like actual in-depth stories. It gets dark. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, character Ooh. development. Um, housewives die sometimes. Uh <laughs> Sometimes uh, the then is y'all stop talking to me and for the remainder of my time there give it months or years y'all don't speak to me and i miss those days because uh now if i bring up anime at work 
every now and then a lot more than more so than often someone's like you watch anime i'm like i don't want to talk to you the last i don't like talking i just the last <laughs> eight like years definitely the last year for sure jesus um i blame two factors streaming and instagram mm. the reason i blame and they they go hand in hand and i'm not and as much as i would love to blame twitch entirely i do have to just blame streaming in general once live streaming became commonplace it our culture our anime culture we kicked it off because then we were able to connect to each other more easily we were able to have our outside of just our quiet Reddit corners and our quiet little spaces on the website. We were actually able to be like, yo, I, you know, built this amazing cosplay. I can put it up. And what happened was businesses and people who were like, wait, there's money in this <laughs> started to see the support that actual fan bases were getting people who were like legit cosplayers they were like yo i want to build this cosplay but it's going to cost me three thousand dollars to make from scratch the community the anime community is a very supportive community if not yes a cult to an extent until it was a supportive community until my hero academia my hero academia made it a cult it made Uh, it a problem it made it a problem but for the most part leading in um if you went on and you were known cosplayer and you said you needed help, the anime community helped you out because everyone wanted to see their characters come to life. You said, I'll do this character and people go on Patreon and they would support, support, support. Outside parties just saw cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. So then you get, so then they go and they put their hands together and they say, oh, well, y'all got money to spend. We support anime. And then... You get, you know, the, I guess you could say the actual 2% that most people thought all anime fans were, you know, the greasy guy that lives in his mom's basement. (laughs) That's actually like 2% of the actual fandom. They were like, oh, well, obviously you want to see all these hot ones, right? These variations, right? So then it got overly sexualized because anime does that itself but that's half the charm that's half the humor but then it started becoming a reality which it's that's that comes from the japanese culture in in general because but they uh, handle it better than we do they handle sexuality differently they're they're they encourage it it's part of their culture they're open about it they aren't they don't see sexualization in things and do what we do which is kind of demonize it and uh you know, try to control we shame it, it on the surface, it. but praise it in the quiet. And, and, and th- these are things that worry me about the future of anime because anime as it stands right now is absolutely amazing. And, and more and more amazing animes continue to come out, continue to go on. Uh, but the more that Americans and American businesses start getting their hands uh, on this stuff and almost, uh, in, in a way, de- uh, determining the direction anime might actually go in the oh future. Don't even get profit off of. started it, on the it, impact that this it, new you know, generation has had on it, anime. Already. I'm worried <laughs> that anime is going to get watered down. It is already and, getting watered down. And start to turn into something that's no longer anime. I'm just going to say this right now. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. Yeah, Hinata see. and Tsunade's boobs did not need to be shrunk. 
I don't care. It was part of their character charm. And there's several animes that they've made these adjustments because our, our society. Side, they, they made the adjustments in the American version, not the Japanese I know. version. And, and that's one thing I can say is as, as long as Japan continues to be the main source of mangas and animes, the, the, the way we project ourselves with the sexualization, with, with uh, what's right or wrong, uh, what's too dark and what's uh, acceptable in, in animes and in American culture. Uh, as long as Japan is, is the leading uh, contributor of, of mangas and, and animes, we don't, besides some, some changes on the American side, I don't see anything ultimately being damaged there or being watered down. Except when we finally get the versions because Crunchyroll was just recently bought <clears throat> into Funimation, which is pretty much where all that happens. So, but we'll, 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 we'll come to a, any, you know, a, a kind of a closing on this, on this topic. Fuck I think, you, Epic. This, this is a, this is a rabbit hole that we can go down to. So you, had you, no know, business you know, when it comes I'm sorry. Kakashi on a fucking pinata. When it comes to topics like this, I nine times out of ten just like zone out and just listen <laughs> because I forget that I'm on the show. Oh God, like, we suck. I'm listening. We're sorry, Kara. No, 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 no. Like zone out in a sense. Like I'm just listening to you guys. Our nerd took over. Yeah, is like, wait, oh yeah, I'm part of this. Like, I'm not zoning out. Like, I'm not paying attention. Like, I'm zoning out, just listening. Like, that's it. Like, that's all guess, my brain can handle. I guess. I guess that's a compliment. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, I, I don't want to say too much more on the topic because too many things we've mentioned in the past have come to light, come true, and I don't want to say things. Uh, <laughs> He doesn't want to be right happening. anymore. I don't want to be right anymore. I, I'm tired of this black mirror bullshit. Um, Sorry. Next that's, topic. That's a staple of the show, buddy. Uh, ne- next topic. Uh, Halo. 17 health. That's yeah. right. Uh, Why Paramount? I, I was thinking the same thing because Paramount doesn't really make anything anymore. They, they kind of, they, they have classics that we've, we all enjoy that are from the eighties, nineties, maybe early two thousands. Yeah. Uh, they do have an app where they show most of that stuff. Uh, yeah, all of it. And you, you can go there to watch all the star tracks and stuff. That's kind of like their main niche. There's is all the, all the Trekkies can, can, you know, watch as much as they want. Um, so I was surprised that, uh, a halo series, uh, came out with paramount plus, um, I, I know I think Itachi, you might remember me saying this in the past mentioning Halo. Um, yeah. If Halo were to ever uh, be done as a live action thing, it would absolutely to be done properly would have to be done as a show. Personally, I always figured it'd be another uh, HBO or in this case, in, in today's world, H- HBO Max would probably pick it up because they tend to have yeah, the most like success kind of with yeah, it, it seems like it would have the most success there. And HBO can do and say things that are more geared towards adults. They can get darker. They can get more raw with their material, which anyone that's ever read the Halo series, uh, the books, uh, absolutely, uh, it goes there. It gets wild. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. This is new information. They've been talking about it for a while, but uh, it's newer information. I believe it's February that they're dropping it. February of 2022 that they're dropping the Halo series. Did you did you watch the um the preview the clip? Uh, basically, it's a no. It's okay. It, basically, it's a it's a back shot of Master Chief sitting down on I think it's a bench or something, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have his armor on, and it's at his lower back, and it slowly goes up, and it shows all the sur- like the surgical scars from when they you know enhanced him, mm-hmm. and then it shows the back of his head without a helmet, and then this is the part that bothers me. You hear Cortana, which I I didn't look, I don't remember who's voicing uh, Cortana, but the voice for Cortana was was pretty solid. Uh, she's like, "Hello, Master Chief," and I'm like, "When in the hell ever in the history of this franchise has Cortana ever called John Master Chief?" Is it supposed Never. to be at his beginnings? She, and maybe may, maybe this is. Uh, during the the wars prior to the covenant building up to the government uh or the government the government the, yeah the I like government you connected the two there you tied it all the, in the covenant. Full circle um and and then all that jazz and, and maybe you're right uh but uh yeah usually she's like she she calls him john but you bring up a valid point at the beginning uh in the books before before the the covenant uh wars broke out she did refer to him as Master Chief. So maybe it's probably, maybe, yeah, because you got to maybe they're, they're looking at the, the novels oh, wow. for yeah. material, which I would hope so, because there's there's stuff in the novels that are so good wow. uh, that go into so much detail about the human race, uh, all the wars, the covenant, the background, the lore that the games just don't touch on that they can't touch on. It, yeah, um, uh, it, the Halo games wouldn't be the games they are if they were lore intensive. It would have been yeah, completely uh, different. The, the the Halo books, though, are absolutely amazing, and I highly recommend them for anyone who who does enjoy lore uh, and 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 enjoys the Halo franchise. Um, well, I, Paramount's being smart. You know, I don't know how they sealed that deal, but they're definitely going to see their subscriptions go up, and I think that's what they're. Let's uh, who's for. let's see who's directing this real quick. Because uh, I. I I didn't take interest in a lot of the live action Halo stuff because it was always side stories and I would have preferred the, uh, you know, the something to the mainstream personally. Um, so I guess I could say kudos to Paramount for well, somehow sealing that deal. Portal. Okay. So it's, it's directed by Odo. Uh, I'm sorry. Otto Bathurst. Um, let's see. Let's see what all he's, what what he's had his uh his his uh filmography in uh movies let's see here uh robin hood the joel a man's Edgerton best one? friends uh yeah i think so yeah that one um oh uh he directed black mirror the national anthem uh but other than that i don't see anything on here that would make me be excited. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have like a history of but that's sci-fi. probably good though. <clears throat> it might, it might be a good thing. Yeah. You know, I don't mean to, 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 to discredit him or bash him. That's, I didn't mean to sound like that. Uh, I just, just kind of going off what I see written by Kyle, uh, Kyle Kellen and Stephen Kane. Let's, let's see what, uh, what, what they've, why does Stephen uh, Kane sound familiar? 
uh, TV shows. You're not getting uh, confused with Stephen King, are you? No. No, 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 no. Uh, Mind Games, The Beaver, Scenic Route, Awake, Lone Star. Nothing that stands out to me there. And then the other writer, Stephen Kane. Let's see what, what he's doing. That name just sounds very familiar to me. Stephen Kane. See, this is where <laughs> this is where Warner's and I deviate. Warner's wants to know who's directing <laughs> these things that he's invested in. I just want to watch it and enjoy it. No, I yeah, and I'm not I, I I don't mean to like be that way. I, I'm just, you know, for the sake of, you know, I guess uh what what to expect here? He's trying from to the be a good uh, podcast host. God, Itachi. Oh, Stephen King, the second writer, is known for uh, <laughs> uh, the Doghouse, the Closure on TNT, the Last Ship, uh, and now Halo. The Last so, Ship was actually pretty good. I, I, I was going to say, uh, it looks, in my opinion, uh, strictly my opinion, not GZ Chop Shops. <laughs> um, it looks like this could be a good thing because we have uh, writers that aren't saturated in things that are well-known and this could be their chance to really shine uh, and write and do well and bring us uh, maybe an amazing show. You get more freedom with a TV show. You don't have to condense everything in one right. movie. But uh, I'm not familiar with any other. Does Paramount, do you guys know, does Paramount plus have other series that are, that are new shows that are, that have recently come out, but they're only for yeah, Paramount. Yeah, I mean, uh yeah, they got the mayor of Kingstown. Obviously, Star Trek Discovery. Didn't the iCarly thing come out on Paramount? Yeah, the I think the you see where I am. The iCarly, the the grown up iCarly, I think is on there. Yeah, I think. <laughs> okay, that's so, what okay. I was talking about. I was just curious. I don't I don't have Paramount Plus, yeah, and uh, I mostly see a lot of hate for it, but I've never personally, like, I've never personally like Paramount Plus it out. just came out at a weird time. They're they came out at a weird time. Um, it's kind of like Paramount Plus is the DC <laughs> of of the streaming services right now. They were just late to the party, and everyone's giving them guff about it. All right. Well, uh, and to to end the subject, I did play uh, Halo Infinity. PVP for anyone who doesn't know it, it came out and it's for free. It's considered beta until the official release of Halo Infinity, um, and on December eighth. Uh, so far, absolutely amazing PVP. Uh, definitely compared to Halo Five, which was a mess, and Halo Four. Uh, they they kind of seem to have gone back to their uh, Halo One through Three roots as far as PVP goes. Um. Definitely. You can still run. You can you can slide all that. But it has it feels like Halo. It feels like traditional Halo. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. Well, to be to quickly summarize, Halo kind of needed to do that, because if you think about it, their fan base is is us. Most current gen people, they're not. Halo came out when they were born. We're, We're looking at almost a 20 year old franchise. When you think yeah. about it. Yeah. So no, it is. It is. It's marking their 20th anniversary or 20th or 25th. So 20th, yeah. sorry, 20th anniversary. Yeah. So the, the people they needed to cater to is that age group because yeah, anyone in their twenties, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to really know about Halo. The, the earliest they probably know is Halo three. And the story is like whoosh, over their head. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So they needed to go back. So uh, kudos to that. I probably won't be playing it until the full game is out because multiplayer is a never ending grind. And I'm trying not to get invested in multiplayer games for a little bit. I got a lot of single player games I still need to clean up on, which is perfect. It's for the best. Look, uh, all right. I need to finish some of these games, okay? I, I think the PvP in Halo Infinity is up out Kara's alley because she likes she likes destruction. I've only she ever played Halo stuff. one time when I was in like middle school. But you you and Kara though fit what PvP is technically targeting. A lot of people that love PvP are in the position that you guys are in. You're you're working, you know, long hours. You, you, you got family and you just want to come home. You just want to hop into a game and then have a game that you can just hop in and hop out, hop in yeah. and hop out. So it makes sense that they, you know, that appeals to you because you can get in, you get your game fixed and then you go on me. I, you know, I do my work from here. I like my story driven. I love my, my, you know, investment. Like f- I want to feel attached to my characters. So when the credits roll, I'm like saying bye to some friends, which is perfect segue to our final topic of the evening. Game award nominations. And I got to say, I am very impressed because I saw some of my titles up there. I actually got some goosebumps because one was, of my nominations was Tales of Arise, and you know I yep, love Tales that, of Arise. I, 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 I think you noticed that I mentioned that in, in our Discord, yeah. that Tales of Arise got uh, top five nomination for a, a best RPG. Best, are a lot of the RPG, a lot of the nominations for RPGs are games that I played, but when I saw Tales of Arise, I was like, I'm so glad that a Tales game got recognition, because that game was just, I, I shed a gamer tear at the now, end. <laughs> Now, now, last year there were only twenty six, uh, I believe twenty six um, uh, slots, uh, uh, categories. Yeah, it's like thirty this uh, year, right? There, this year it's thirty, and I, I don't remember. I didn't look. I didn't take the time to look it up, so I apologize. I don't remember mobile gaming being a category last year. Do you? I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I don't. COVID remember, probably uh, helped with that though. But uh, yeah, uh, mobile gaming's on here. Uh, but yeah, best role playing game. Um, I don't know how Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven made it because it took so. And I'm not saying it's not a, a decent game and it, it is beautiful, uh, but it, it just it received so much pushback when it first came out. I think we can all remember that over the summertime. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that it, it made that. Uh, I'm not surprised Monster Hunter Rise made it. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is a good, is a very good game. Um, yeah, uh, I, I personally I haven't played it, but I've read the reviews. I've watched I've watched some streamers play it, some friends play it, uh, and it, it absolutely <laughs> seemed like uh, an amazing RPG. Um, Scarlet Nexus and Sh- uh, I don't know how to say this next one. Shen Megami Tensei. Shen Megami five? Tensei. Am I, am I am I butchering that one? Shen Shen Megami Tensei. I I don't know. That's the one. I I don't know what that is. Um. It's a it's 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 more it's a JRPG. It's a story driven JRPG. Um, Anyone who ever played like classic Devil Survivor or anything, think a dark version, like an actually very dark version of. um, I'm trying to think 
I can describe it. I want to say like, did you ever play persona? Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's the same creators, uh, but it's a, it's a much more darker version. Okay. Um, and devil survivor was kind of like Pokemon. If Pokemon, you collected devils instead of little cute creatures. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, I, I don't know enough about that game. I'm going to, I'm going to pretend I don't see that one and say out, out of these yeah. that I, I'm seeing here, it's going to be between tells of a rise and monster hunter rise. Uh, is my I guess wouldn't count on, out on the Shin two. Megami. Um, this is where burn would come in. Cause burn has like played all of them. Um, the thing, especially if they're going for story and character development, um, Monster Hunter is one of those games you can jump in and play. And what a lot of people liked about Monster Hunter Rise was how easy it was to get into it um, and how fluid the combat is. And, and a lot of features that people wanted in previous Monster Hunters made it into this Monster Hunter, which made it more accessible to uh, to players. Um Tales of Arise, I can't stop singing the praises of Tales of Arise. You guys saw, I platinumed it. I posted it in the Discord. It was like a crowning achievement for me. But with Tales of Arise, it was definitely a gripping story. Very uh, emotionally driven characters, for sure. Um, When you play Tales of Arise, you're not just playing and you're like, all right, I'm going to hit this goal. I'm going to do this. You actually become invested in you know, their struggle in who they are. And it's like you, 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 you know, when you have little campfire scenes, you feel like you're sitting there at the campfire with them. Like, I, I love that game. I personally would love tales of rise to win um, because they went above and beyond with that game. It really deserves it. Um, I haven't played the Shin Megami. Uh, I do want to play it. Maybe I can sing its praises after uh, I get some, some hands on with it, but yeah, definitely, definitely look forward uh, to that one. This one, this one cracked me up. Uh, where, where did it go? Hold up. Um, let's see. Best community support. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what was it? Apex, Apex, <laughs> Destiny 2, Final Fantasy. Uh, what is that? 16? Four, four, uh, oh, 14, 14. Sorry. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14. Uh, Fortnite and No Man's Sky, basically four of some of the most toxic communities got <laughs> nominated for best community support. That that just cracked me up. I think uh, No Man's Sky should win that one. Because they've come a long way. They've come a long way and the community is not toxic. One, the community has been extremely loyal and supportive, even despite yeah. everything that's happened. And it continues to grow. Apex, the <laughs> Apex only is on there because every time top streamers bitch about guns and perks and stuff, everyone jumps on the bandwagon and then the devs are like, all right, fine, we'll fix it. And that's the same thing with all the other shooters. Top streamers uh, bitch. And then that's everyone yep. jumps on it. <laughs> yep. No Man's Sky. Um, they actually listen to the community, applied things and the community actually came, they came back and expanded on the world by utilizing these features. They didn't just cry about it and not come back to it. When they said, hey, we implemented this feature, the community came back. And then they gave the, the positive feedback about it and started recommending the game. 
I, I don't even know how fucking Destiny 2 got on that. I don't even play Destiny 2 anymore, so... <laughs> um, yeah, uh, best esports games, and uh, I was... That's I all was you, surprised. Buddy. I was surprised, but I also wasn't surprised that Overwatch did not make it this year. They did not make A- Activision the nomination. Activision Blizzard is absent from everything. It, it, well, uh, Call of Duty made it. Call of Duty made it. And I was surprised about that, too. Because uh, there's given so the many issues they've had with hacking and involved stuff. with Call of Duty, though. Um, and, and that's true. And then uh, best esports games nominations were Call of Duty, CSGO, uh, Dota 2, League of Legends, as usual, and uh, Valorant. Also, um, there you say esport, right? Yeah. So you, best esports game. Removing Call of Duty would have hurt those teams because that's unfair to them. It's not their fault. Right, right. So that's the only reason um, Call of Duty's on there. And I think Overwatch is is it's having a hard time keeping up with the explosion of esports games. Like there's more and more and more coming out. Yeah. Overwatch was uh, one of the more earlier ones. Yeah. Um, not that it, not to take away the fact that it is a great game and it is a lot of fun. Uh, but until Overwatch Two needs to come out, it, it, Overwatch Two is not a sequel. It's there. There. It's a. It's what it is. Is it's literally a massive update to the game, where they're going to change some aspects aspects of the pvp and what will be required in the esports arena and they're adding um a story mode as well it's it's more of a massive update i don't yeah it's it's, not coming (laughs) um most anticipated game elden ring which of all the of of all these games coming out this is this is the one i'm like i'm most excited for uh legend of zelda breath of wild sequel uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which yep. I'm ex- that's a long time coming. God of War Ragnarok, yeah. um, and then Starfield, which uh, kind of I didn't look up. One. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I I barely remember what that is. Um, and then uh, let's see up here. Kara, have you played Back uh, for Blood? No. We gotta get Kara on Back for Blood because that got a couple of nominations. I have it on the Xbox. No, it, it got it got a lot of nominations. Uh, so did Psychonauts too. Top, I've never even played it. Psychonauts did as well. So did Deathloop. Deathloop um, was all over the place. Cyberpunk is on there too <laughs> for a yeah. couple things. Best uh, best sports racing game. I want uh, hands down. Uh, I don't play these games a lot, but I, again, I I do keep up with them. Um, and as far as uh, uh, what you can do, uh, customization, graphics, and f- uh, how fluid it is. Forza Horizon Five, man, it is going to win hands down, and I think most people are pretty on board with that. Best audio design, um, Deathloop, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village, and uh, Returnal. Um, best narrative, Deathloop. It takes two. Life is Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I, I did expect it for, for that category because what I've seen from this game so far has been just outstanding. This this game is winning. It's on several categories as well. And then again, Psychonauts 2. Yeah, I knew one of those um, games. <laughs> so I was going to say, what is the, the main ones? The ones that... Game of the year. Yeah, so what are the nominated game of the year? Because I'm pretty yeah. sure some people are wondering if their favorite title is up there. So Deathloop, it takes two. Metroid Dread made it. 
Metroid Dread made an impression. Metroid Dread made they, an impression because it, it made an impression. Um, Psychonauts 2, um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil Village has my vote. That's the one Resident Evil that I had no problem constantly going back to. It just kept bringing Resident Evil brought the entire universe of Resident Evil full circle. Yeah. Village and did it right. It's it's uh it wasn't just the graphics or the dialogue or the voice acting. I mean the storyline was absolutely superb. Um, I have no idea what the hell it takes two is. But that uh, it, game it's kept, a family game. It, it's a family okay. game. Okay. Yeah. It just kept popping up and I'm like, what the it, hell is it, it takes two? It, I don't As a matter of fact, it's it's top five nomination I for actually best family knew games. that game. <laughs> that explains what, what, and what, shut up. What do you think about it there? <laughs> I've never played it. <laughs> she just knew it, but I never just knew played the name. it. I just, like, oh, what do you think, Kara? I haven't, I haven't played I it. I just knew about uh, it. I like that there's a category called best ongoing games. That's like saying games that somehow still made it this far, uh, probably <laughs> toxic, and uh, they're still here. Apex Legends. Oh my God. Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. Final Fantasy 14. To be Gen- fair, Final Fantasy 14. They deserve it. They uh, Genshin Impact. Fuck that game. Sorry. I, one I more. Hate, co- I one more Itachi. Games. Fortnite. <laughs> He's done. I'm done. He's done. I'm done. Good night, Itachi. He's done. I'm done. Oh man! As as you said uh, and those are kind of—I mean, there's other categories. I'm not going to read through 30 categories, but those are kind of like the big, the biggest ones. Um, and then there's—it's uh, not on here. I don't see it on here. But I, I saw it uh, on another site that I'm not going to go look for. But there were quite a few nominations. There's another category for best voice acting. Yeah, I saw. Uh, the- and, and there's several prominent, uh, pretty popular voice actors and and movie slash you know just film film actors that are on there and it's pretty cool that they you know that they get recognition but i'm setting a goal right now announcing it here on the gz chop shop um we're gonna set a goal to one day get indie game of the year Mm. yeah i i thought that was a category that is a category yeah it was a oh you're talking about our game wow we're developing wow wow Even I knew what he meant. <laughs> I'm over here like I, I swear to God. That's, I swear it was like, yeah, that's the point. That's why. Oh God, way to drop the ball. Dachi, as usual, you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the power of youth is undeniable. But uh, I just want to point out Microsoft and Bethesda, twenty nominations. I'm they sure it has have... nothing to do with it being in the Xbox Stadium whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sure it has everything to do with uh, the fact that Microsoft bought uh, Bethesda and are actually doing well now because they bought a company that makes good fucking games. They're hands off. And that's what that's all we said they needed to do. Let Bethesda do what Bethesda does best. And that's what they're doing. And I'm like, I'm hoping they've learned from their mistakes. Microsoft, we know you got money to throw around. But when you buy these, just let them if it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And now look, you got 20 nominations. I'm sure you didn't pay people because they're using your stadium. Right? <laughs> right? Nah. It was kind of weird. It's like Microsoft is up for 20 nominations and here in the Microsoft stadium. And I'm like, that's just too much of a coincidence. <laughs> 
poor, poor taste. They're like, you know what? We got 20 nominations. We're going to do it in our stadium. To, I would to say boast. this also, Sonny. I love you. But the only reason you got 11 nominations is because you decided to pull a Nintendo and under make your console just to up your sales. Nobody can play your <laughs> fucking games. So we can't even nominate them. <laughs> I, I have one problem with the way these nominations get voted. And I don't know if, if, if you knew this. This is something recently I learned. Um, when I say recently, I mean yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and I looked into this. I was like, this can't be right. And it's true. <laughs> Approximately 90% of the votes for these nominations come from media, come from the media. The other 10% or so comes from us, which really bothered me. The actual people playing the game only have a 10% vote. It it barely counts. Okay. What I couldn't figure out is it uses the term media, but I couldn't find out what it meant by media. IGN, GameSpot, the, the renowned, uh, Sources. So the people, so when these games are developed, the people who get early access, the people that get to play them early, their vote is a big vote because they get the game first. So, say for example, with the wonderful support of all of our listeners, we become like IGN or GameSpot, but way better. When we get the game and then the Game Awards comes around, they would come to us for our input because we're a leading force in pretty much the consumers. Because if I go to IGN and IGN has rated this game as a 83 out of 100, that could inf- affect that game's sales. My one say on this game could affect its sales. Yes, people go out and buy it and play it on their own. True, but they're more... They're, they're not looking for the things we're looking for. They're just playing it. So like Kara could go and be like, you know, she could go get back for blood and be like, oh, I like back for blood. And I ask her, well, why did you like back for blood? She's like, I can shoot zombies and they, they die. Literally, that could it be the whole. Fun. It was fun. <laughs> but for okay, her. I, I see what you're saying. So yeah. there, we, we need the votes, the biggest votes to come from the experts that can actually dig deep into these games and understand how and why a game should and 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 can be nominated for best audio, best yes. storyline, XYZ, things that people don't really consider uh, when they're playing the game just to play and enjoy it. Yeah. So like when I was describing, you know, Tales of Arise, I could have just been like, yo, it had real good action. Uh, I was able to swing swords and I was happy. But... <laughs> Like for me, uh, you know, how I broke down, like why it was the story, what it was about the characters. These are things that fall into those categories that they're actively looking for. So it sucks, but it, it, it makes sense because if you left it up to the to us and say we were 50 percent. Yeah, I mean, you think that my hero academia culture is bad. Can you imagine if our votes carried more weight in the gaming? Without that actual quote unquote expertise people would just because i tell you right now fortnite probably deserves the categories it's in but just because of my blatant hatred for fortnite i would never vote for fortnite i would just i wouldn't even give it the time of day and then all everyone who would do that because it's like they're not their personal favorite game 
it, the votes would just be all over the place. Yeah. So they need yeah. the, that unbiased approach for most of those votes. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah. So <clears throat> definitely a mega episode, almost two hours long. That was not the plan. I promise you guys, it was not the plan. But hey, you're probably at the end of your workday by now, so you're welcome. <laughs> but anyway, we would love to hear your guys' thoughts on pretty much all the topics we covered here today. So please hit us up gammagames.com leave us a comment join us on our discord server hit us up on youtube follow us on twitter instagram you can find all of those links on our website we would love to hear your guys input what do you think's going on uh with you know activision blizzard do you think it's going to affect the gaming industry as a whole did your favorite video game make the nomination list and if it did do you think it'll win all of your feedback let us know. <clears throat> Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Gamma Games. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love to have you as a Patreon as well. And you get to unlock exclusive perks and more. Anyway, you guys have been amazing. Stay safe out there. Take care of one another. We will catch all of you amazing people in the next episode. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 